Hello and welcome back to The Brew Interviews, the one show with hosts that have personally taken rides on the back of the Loch Ness Monster and are on a first name basis with Bigfoot. It's Craig if you wanted to know. I am Robbie and joining me as always via the internet is my best friend Lauren. It is episode 89 and this week it's all about urban legends. From the bunny man to slender man, we give you the details about urban legends. Man. This week on The Brew Interviews. The Brew Interviews, coast to coast, brews, faves, and more with Lauren and Robbie. This episode of The Brew Interviews is sponsored by AdamandEve.com, but you'll hear more about them later on in the show. For now, Lauren, how you been? Well, Robbie, uh, I've been all right. Hanging in there. We still got this. It's cool outside. I know. I was just going to say, today feels like the first day of fall. Yeah, it's like 60s and all day. I have sweatpants on. I'm fucking, yeah. I'm so thrilled. I'm yep. so thrilled. You and I you and I are uh, sweaters. We just sweat for no reason. Yes. And so when summer's finally over, we can, you know, actually enjoy our life and not be miserable. Yes, 100%. I'm really like a, a short, a shorts and long sleeve kind of person. Like that's what I'm most comfortable in. So like this weather is perfect. Perfect. For that. Yeah. Perfect for it. I'm fucking thrilled oh yeah i had a sweatshirt on this morning when i got up it was like eight o'clock i'm like hell yes i opened all of the windows in my apartment (laughs) i was like steph's like shutting them all she's like i'm freezing i'm like no let all the cold air in this is the fucking best it is it is amazing and of course we did recently did work on the side of the house and we did it while it was 90 fucking degrees degrees, and we're like why i'm like why didn't we just wait a day shit happens is it supposed to get hot again do you know is this just because of those hurricanes the the latest i've seen it's not gonna be supposed to get back to like 84 until next week oh for my birthday that's that's about as high as it's gonna get so far oh i'm so excited and i ordered i ordered fall candles and they just arrived today but they're at danny's and they're not here and all i want to do is light a fucking pumpkin spice candle okay that's all i want with my life i almost had a pumpkin beer tonight because pumpkin beer has been out for a whole fucking month so (sighs) well that's where i'm at how are you robbie how are you doing i'm doing pretty good um i I just added an extra game to my old nintendo collection oh what'd you get i am i got it's called clue clue land it's a horrible game but that's that does not sound like uh, a like a good (laughs) game the original it's part of the original run of nintendo games in the beginning called the black box games they didn't have any really cover art they were just a clip of the game itself and put it on the label. you've seen it before like mario brothers duck hunt yeah is a black box game donkey kong black box game and i'm only four away from completing the entire black box oh shit what do you need yeah uh all the expensive ones of course (laughs) So those four games that I need probably, if I bought them retail, add up to about three hundred something dollars. Oh my god! What do you like, need? I'm not gonna spend that. Donkey Kong Junior Math. Ju- they made a Donkey Kong Math. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It it died really quick. Um, yeah, no fucking. This figure. one called this one called Stack Up, which use, utilizes Rob the Robot. That's like a hundred and fifty dollar game. Gumshoe, and there's like a, I, this is another one. That is I that a detective game? <laughs> it's it's used with the Zapper. But, oh, I love the zapper. The sound that the zapper so makes it make brings so much joy to my life. The click? <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, it's the best. You know what else is the best, Lauren? This beer I'm drinking right now. Oh, what are you drinking? I am drinking one of my new favorite beers of all time. Oh my God, what is uh, it? 
It is from Kettlehead Brewing in Tilton, New Hampshire. I love Kettlehead. It is a 7% IPA, and it is called Alter Your Beast. Ooh, I can already tell that you love it just for the can. So I bought it because of the can, because yep. it's based off of an old game called Altered Beast. They basically just copied the art, which is great. But I was not expecting this beer to be as amazing as it is. Mm-hmm. It is juicy. It is just piney enough. It's so perfect. I mean, I it's hard to explain. You got to try it. I I want to try it. I love Kettlehead. I, I don't think oh. I've ever had a bad beer from Kettlehead. Yeah. It's hazy. It's super juicy. It is hands down one of the best beers I have ever had. I life. I really like um I think Quest. They make yep uh, Quest that's, the yellow can. Yep yep that's one yep. of my favorites. Um and Bomb Pop, so yep. fucking good. If you like a yeah, if you we, like sours, find yourself some fucking Bomb Pop. We keep looking for Bomb Pop, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, they come out with it every once in a while. So yeah, I think I think the Packy had it. Shout out to the Packy, but I think they sell out packy. real quick. Yeah, so. well, no fucking figure because they're delicious. So what are you drinking, Lauren? Well, Robbie, uh, on your suggestion for a Trillium beer tonight, I am drinking PM Dawn, which is an American stout with cold brew coffee. Um, this one is not one of the ones that has like the peanut butter or the coconut or or any no. of the other fun flavors. Although I would do just about anything to try the peanut butter version of this beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want it real bad. I love peanut butter. Um, but this is a 9% uh, made from Trillium and it's fucking delicious. You can taste the coffee in it. It's super smooth. Um, it is one of the best stouts around. It really is. It, uh, yeah. I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. that it, it just has like that roasty, smooth. It's, it's perfect. It really is. Like it's simple and perfect. I don't know why. I, I've had the coconut one. Mm-hmm. And the coconut one's good, but the, the original one is still, still the number one. Really? I, I well, yeah. again, I haven't had any of the other ones, but for in for a nine percent, like you just don't taste oh, the alcohol. Smooth. Like it's it's literally just like smooth as hell. So imagine that on nitro. Um. Yes, I I'll take <laughs> one of dangerous. those, please. Uh, Be please very, and thank you. Very dangerous. I agree. Speaking of dangerous. We should probably talk about urban legends, Lauren, because some of these could be potentially dangerous. All of them. As you heard in the intro, we're going to go over some urban legends. Um, I don't know which ones Lauren has picked. Me either. But, uh, we'll find out. Oh, yeah, Lauren doesn't know either. Nope. For those of you who are not familiar with the term, uh, an urban legend is an often lurid story or an anecdote that is based on hearsay and widely circulated as truth. So things like I mentioned in the intro, like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, mm-hmm. things people have claimed to seen, done passed on from generations yeah like blood um, bloody mary that's a urban legend yep yep urban legend i mean all a lot of cryptids basically yeah. urban legends as well oh definitely i i stayed away from cryptids because we've already done an episode on cryptids so i kind of wanted yes. to stay on more of like the storytelling yep. type <clears throat> uh yep yeah i don't think i no no cryptids but weird shit i almost did all bridges and i was like i need to calm down bridges? on the fucking architecture yeah bridges <laughs> like nothing's more exciting than a bridge i know right oh can you tell i worked for an engineering firm for years oh my god so we're gonna get right into this because this has the potential to be a little bit long i think i'll start yeah that's okay i would love for you to start robbie all right my first urban legend is called paul is dead 
I literally had no idea what this was, and then I came across it, and I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> Neither did I, but I was hooked right away. Yes. All right. Paul is Dead is an urban legend and conspiracy theory alleging that Paul McCartney of the rock band Beatles died on November 9th, 1966, and was secretly replaced by a lookalike. The rumor began circulating around 1967, but grew in popularity after being reported on American college campuses in late 1969. Proponents based the theory on perceived clues found in Beatles songs and album covers. Clue hunting proved infectious, and within a few weeks had become an international phenomenon. According to the legend, McCartney died in a car crash and was decapitated. Damn. And spared the public from grief. Yeah, and this is like at the height of Beatles mania, so of course. they were everything. Uh, and to spare the public from grief, the surviving Beatles replaced them with the winner of a McCartney lookalike contest. Sometimes identified as a man named William Campbell or Billy Shears. Afterwards, the band left messages in their music and album artwork to communicate the truth to their fans. So that's kind of, kind of like the main crux of the urban legend. Uh-huh. I had never heard of this. I I feel like I'm I, a Beatles fan. I feel like I have heard of this. Like somebody like briefly at a party being like, "Oh yeah, Paul McCartney's dead." I'm like, "What are you yeah. fucking drunk and dumb? Come on!" Like, <laughs> but once you start leading into the clues, it's so weird. But I think the Beatles did it mostly to fuck with them, and I think we're gonna get into that more as I talk. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so some of these clues. To Paul McCartney's death and replacement include the 1968 song Glass Onion, in which Lennon sings, Here's another clue for you all, the walrus was always Paul. So I don't know if that's, like, they, people think that's a play, like the walrus is his replacement. I don't, it's, it, that one was kind of weird. That's, but. I'm not, I mean, they were, they did drugs, it's fine. Oh, they did a lot of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one, the cover photo for their just released album, Abbey Road, is said to depict a funeral procession for Paul. As everyone knows, Abbey Road is them walking across the street. Right. It's like the infamous photo of the, yeah, the Beatles that it. everyone knows. Exactly. Uh, in this photo, Lennon is dressed in white and is said to represent heaven or the priest at the funeral. Ringo is dressed in black to represent the undertaker. And George is dressed in jeans to represent the gravedigger, like the working man. Right. Paul, who is dead is notably barefoot and out of step with the rest of the band in this photo. Uh, it is also said to be an imposter since Paul is holding a cigarette in his right hand in the photo when it was well known that he was actually a lefty in real life. But aren't they walking? So if he was holding it in his left hand, you See, wouldn't have even seen like, it? They, like he had yeah, to hold it in it. his right hand. Yeah, exactly. They did it for the photo, but maybe it wasn't for the photo. Maybe he was just really was just smoking. I mean... It's the Beatles. You never know. I mean, even if you're right-handed or left-handed, like, you don't I, uh, have to hold your cigarette <laughs> no. in that hand. I smoke with either or. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't really matter. Let's see. Also, the VW Bug that is in the background of the photo has a license plate that reads 28IF, said to state that Paul would have been 28 at the release of this album if he hadn't died. So 28IF. Wow. That's what they were saying. Isn't that That's weird too? That's some hard evidence right there. <laughs> some weird evidence. <laughs> um, another was on the back of the Sgt. Pepper's album. The whole, ca- uh, the whole cast. They're not a fucking TV show. The whole band. The whole band. The whole band is seen pictured. And the lyrics of all the songs are on the back of that album. And Paul is pointing to a lyric on a song 
like the 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 lyric that right. Road wrote Wednesday morning at five o'clock, which is supposed to represent the time and day Paul died in the car accident. Damn. Isn't that fucking crazy, though? Like, it's, he just happens to be pointing to a date. You know what? They all got fucking high one day and were like, listen, we're huge. We can do whatever the fuck we want. This is what we're going to do. We're, Paul, yeah. killing you off. And then we're going to fuck with <laughs> people's heads by doing all this weird shit that, like, only other people on drugs are also going to find. And it fucking and worked. And it fucking it worked. Conspiracy. <laughs> and then Lennon ruined the whole fucking thing. Fucking Lennon. John Lennon. He's the worst. Beer. Um. Well, Another clue is in the beginning of the song Revolution 9. Uh, that song is hard to listen to. <laughs> yeah. A man repeats the phrase, number nine, number nine. People then play this backwards, and it's believed to say, turn me on, dead man. But in kind of like a uh, British accent, so it sounds like turn me on, dead man. Right. But, but in a British accent. Um, and we are going to play that for you right now. Uh, first, the normal lyric. Number nine. Number nine, number nine. And now the reversed version. Remember, it's supposed to say, turn me on, dead man. Another song with backwards clue is the transition spot on the White Album between the songs I'm So Tired and Blackbird. So you know, it's like one song flows to another on vinyl. Yeah. At the end, I listen to this. At the end of I'm So Tired, there's this weird, it sounds like drunk, incoherent rambling from uh, John Lennon. Okay. And you can't tell what it says in English. But when you play it backwards, it is pretty fucking clear. Because I listen to it. It says, Paul is dead. Miss him. Miss him. They absolutely are just <laughs> fucking with people. Like, for real. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm going to play the track for you right now. I, you know, I have, I'm sorry, go ahead. Do, no, no, keep going. Okay. I have a CD of, of that. I wonder if it's on that also. I think it is. It's at the end of the song, I'm So Tired. Okay. You'll hear, it's like, blah, 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 like Lennon saying something. Like, I mean, wasn't that? that like the same era that like a lot of artists were like putting like backwards. Oh yeah. I'm, like I'm satanic air quoting and... right now, but like backwards messages like into their songs. Like, yes. I mean, yeah, 60s and 70s and yeah, I think even into the 80s. Hell yeah. If I was a music artist at that time, I absolutely would have also done that. Yeah, and people, people would have found that out in two seconds because oh, of all sure. technology nowadays. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, Although Blackbird is one of my favorite Beatles songs. Yeah, it was a very good song. You know that's about uh, racial injustice in the U.S.? Oh, I can't burp. Why can't I burp? Can you need me to burp you? <clears throat> <clears throat> was Blackbird a uh, Lennon song? I assume it was a Lennon song. No, uh, Paul McCartney wrote it. He wrote that one? Yep. Huh. Another one. At the end of Strawberry Fields Forever. This is not backwards. This is played forward. End of Strawberry Fields Forever. You can hear John Le yeah, John Lennon saying, I buried Paul. And I'm going to play the track for you right now. And honestly, it does sound like I buried Paul. But John Lennon refutes that claim, saying that the line was actually cranberry sauce. Okay, Paul. And I'm just like, okay. I'm like, and I'm, you mean Lennon? 
I thought you said Paul said that it said cranberry sauce. Lennon. Oh. Lennon okay. refutes that claim. But it, it does. It sounds it sounds more like I buried Paul. I wonder if like if sauce. that's what like you I... hear because that's what you expect to hear. It's it's just like like uh EVPs on, on yes. like ghost hunting shows. It's like, oh it says this and you're like, Oh yeah, it definitely fucking but, says that. But they also implanted it in my head that it should say cranberry sauce, and I'm like, I don't hear cranberry sauce, I hear I buried Paul. <sighs> All right, I'm so excited to listen to these clips because I fucking want to know what I hear because my hearing is all sorts of fucked up. So, like, (laughs) I'm going to hear, like, hot air balloon or something. Um, So this urban legend has a lot more to it. It kind of goes way more in-depth. Maybe we can get into it another time. But for the sake of time, I'm going to stop here and kind of let you decide. Do you think Paul McCartney's been dead since 1966? I'm a believer. I don't. (laughs) I think he's still alive and well. Yeah, yeah, there was a whole, like, it, it goes into so much more about just, like, the Beatles getting fucking fed up with it and saying, like, this is horse shit and Paul McCartney getting pissed off. And... Well, I would be pissed off if people kept telling me that I was dead and a lookalike of myself also. Yeah. but I would dress up as a zombie and walk around town. <laughs> fuck yeah, I bet that's his favorite Halloween costume. Um, He just goes out by himself and he's a like, I'm Paul McCartney, himself. like, <laughs> the real like, put the costume one. with his head gone because yeah, he got <laughs> Oh man, but like so that a- that like absolutely doesn't even make sense because they continued to make music after he died. So only like for a year, only for a year because they broke up and that's what kind of boosted the the um theory was that they broke up like right away after that even though it was John Lennon's fault. But is that why you're so bitter towards John Lennon? I don't like him. I thought he was pretty fake and pretty selfish for him to just kind of like ditch the whole band. So. All right. Well, I thought the same thing about Justin Timberlake and in, Insync. Um, <laughs> but let's not I compare Insync to the Beatles. Okay. Well, maybe the the Insync for me is the Beatles for my mom. Okay. So that's oh that's God. essentially where I stand. But but I want to beat you up for saying that. <laughs> oh, you know I'm kidding. But uh. <clears throat> I don't even remember where I was going with that. But just because he's a lookalike doesn't mean like they would have the same talent as him. You know what I mean? Like, was this is this lookalike still fucking touring and singing the exact same as the OG Paul McCartney? Like, come on. Who knows? Maybe that's why he wanted to go solo because he's like, I can do this on my own now. I don't need to pretend to be part of the Beatles. He's like, I am not. I'm not a team player. Paul was. I am not. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it for the Paul McCartney is dead. Lauren, why don't you go over your first one? All right, Robbie. Well, my first one is not about a dead beetle. But it's about a bunny man. Um, This is probably my longest one, so bear with me. Um, So the bunny man is an urban legend that's been passed around North Virginia. I wanted to give Virginia some love because it's like our... North Virginia. Yeah, well, it's been... been, Northern Virginia? Oh, what I say? North? Well, West Virginia, (laughs) North Virginia, South Virginia. Who gives a fuck? It's Virginia. I wanted to show Virginia some love because it's gotten a lot of downloads for us recently. yeah. Yeah, thanks, Virginia. Appreciate you. Um, So if I butcher your urban legend, don't stop listening. So uh, in Northern Virginia, in uh, Fairfax, I think it's Fairfax County, um, Colchester Road in Clifton is known for the Bunny Man. Uh, This story is generally told that in 1904, there was an insane asylum not far from the bridge where the Bunny Man urban legend takes place. Clifton residents don't didn't like the idea of a 
mental institution uh, in their town or near their homes. So they started a petition to shut it down. This petition won, and all of the inmates or patients, I guess, uh, at this asylum were being transferred to a jail a few towns over. However, during the transfer, one of the buses crashed. Most of the patients, or passengers, yeah, most of the passengers and the driver of the bus were killed, but 10 inmates escaped. Afterwards, a search party was formed. All but two of the inmates were found, Marcus Wallister and Douglas J. Griffin. Weeks passed and local residents began to find rabbit corpses in the woods, skinned and half-eaten, hanging from trees. The area was again searched, uh, and this time the police found the remains of Wallister skin like the rabbits. Reports differ on whether he was found hanging from a tree or the bridge or wherever. Um, <clears throat> but authorities were eventually able to track down Griffin. He managed to evade capture and disappeared around the track uh, where the original like bus accident took place. Yeah. Uh, so the story goes on Halloween nights... Several teens were partying around the bridge, you know, having a good old uh, teenage time. Yeah, bridge party. But the next day, they were all found hanging from the bridge, gutted like rabbits. Some people even claim to see a figure around the bridge, uh, under the tunnel, over the overpass. Uh, Different variations say if you walk down the tunnel at midnight, you'll see him. But the bunny man will grab you at the entrance and hang you in the tunnel. Uh, some other like true life stories that have happened that kind of back up this urban legend are in October of 1970, which is really like when this urban legend started to take place. Mm-hmm. Um, a man and his fiance were parked in a driveway near his uncle's house, not far from the train overpass, when they had a terrifying encounter. Around midnight, they had parked their car in preparation for a visit and noticed movement near the rearview mirror. Someone appeared very quickly, yelled at the couple for trespassing, and threw something at the car, which shattered the windshield. Luckily, neither of them were hurt, and they did not get a very good look at the person uh, as it all transpired. But they reported that the man was dressed in a white or light-colored clothing, may or may not have had something on his head like ears, uh, or a conal hat like a like a cone shaped hat like something that would be like up a, like yeah ears. i read the story it's kind of like a kkk hat i had to look it up like it's like a hood like that oh well there yeah. you go um sometime later than that uh they drove away and discovered a hatchet was in the door of their car <laughs> yeah. or the the floor of their car um they reported the story to the local newspaper and the headdressing was changed to bunny ears to kind of go along with this urban legend yeah. slash the town probably didn't want to let it be known that KKK people <laughs> KKK were just there. like out throwing yeah. fucking axes at people. There was a second sighting uh, only like two weeks later when a construction security guard approached a man who was standing on the porch of an unfinished house on Guinea Road, which is kind of near this bridge. It's It's not like... It's not like the next road over. It's like kind of far away, but it's like near the vicinity of it. Um, It fit the narrative. (laughs) It fit the narrative. The man was described as wearing a gray and black and white bunny costume. After being confronted by the guard, the man began to chop at the 
porch post with a fucking axe. Like, this is real. Like, this actually happened and is documented. Yeah, he was clearly just a crazy boy. Yeah, he was just a fucking psycho in a bunny suit, like, hacking away at a house. He was, like, yelling about, like, people trespassing and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, it was about his property, yeah. Yeah, and he was, like, the security guard said that he was, like, a 20-year-old. Like, he seemed young. Like, he was able mm -hmm. to, like, kind of see the guy's face. But um, uh, in the weeks after that incident... Uh, the public reported that more than 50 people contacted the police reporting sightings of the bunny man, uh, as he was named by the media. <clears throat> One of these reports uh, involved sighting the bunny man eating a man's runaway cat. Yum. Yes. There have also been a few bodies found near this bridge that I believe are unsolved. I couldn't really find if if they had like found what actually happened, but uh, about like 900 feet away from the bridge, there was a body found. About like a, another little ways down the road, another body was found like the same time, like the next year or something like that. But I think people are just dumping bodies to make it fit into the bunny man. Yeah, thing, yeah, know. I would think so. Or like some all some like psycho like is yeah. thinking that he's the bunny man, but <clears throat> this. Urban legend is total crap because there wasn't ever an asylum, asylum, insane asylum like asylum. Asylum. Yeah. asylum. Uh, there was never an assailant asylum there. I can't say it, dude. I can't fucking say it. <laughs> so, yeah. There was there was never one there. Um, there was never a jail that they were going to be transported to. There was built. There was one built like six years after like the initial like 1904 that this story took place. Uh, yeah. But it's still a fun urban legend. Like, if you wanted to spook a girl, you're trying to, you know, drink or <laughs> If you want to frighten a girl to death so she won't give you hand jobs, dress up as a bunny. Well, I don't know. Maybe she's into scary shit. Maybe that turns her on. Then you run away from that girl. <laughs> <sighs> so that's the uh, that's the story of Bunny Man. The famous bunny Man bunny Bridge. Man. Nice. <laughs> We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. A sponsor of this episode is AdamandEve.com. Are you like my lesbian podcast partner Lauren and stuck in a boring, sexless relationship? Wait, what? Luckily, there's a website for you. I'm boring? Adam and Eve is an online store where you get all the bedroom essentials to help spice up your relationship. Can we get back to this sexless thing? With an assortment of adult toys, lingerie, and sexy accessories, Adam and Eve has got you covered in the bedroom. Or in the kitchen. Or in the public library bathroom. Basically, anywhere you can have sex. The library? And even if you're not in a relationship, Adam and Eve has got your lonely ass covered as well. With an assortment of lubes, toys, and other pleasurable items, AdamandEve.com will make you feel like you're not jerking off alone in your apartment ever again. So remember, if you're gay, straight, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, pan-fried, or even deep-fried, Adam and Eve has got you covered in the bedroom. So head over to adamandeve.com and use our promo code brew 4 you and get 50% off almost any item in store. That's promo code brew 4 you the number 4, at checkout and get 50% off almost any item. And when you do, you also get 10 free gifts courtesy of adamandeve.com, including 6 spicy movies and a 3-piece bonus kit. It's like a 3-piece chicken bucket, but, you know, better. Now get out there and do some consensual You know, the kind where you stick your and they're put then you get the thousand island dressing you rub it all over your and you just jam it in there 
You know what I'm saying? Salad dressing? AdamandEve.com for all your needs. Cheers. My next one is a Japanese urban legend. This one is Kuchisake Ona, or the Slit-Mouthed Woman. He picked all the good ones. Kuchisake Ona, or the Slit-Mouthed Woman, is a malevolent figure in Japanese urban legends and folklore. Described as the malicious spirit, or onryo in Japanese, of a woman, she partially covers her face with a mask and carries a pair of scissors. Terrifying. According to legend... (laughs) Kujisaka Ono was a woman who was mutilated during her life, with her mouth being slit from ear to ear. In some versions of the story, Kujisaka Ono was the adulterous wife of a, or concubine of a samurai. As punishment for her infidelity, her husband sliced the corners of her mouth from ear to ear. Other versions of the tale say that her mouth was mutilated during a medical procedure, or that she was mutilated by a woman who was jealous of her beauty, and that her mouth is filled with numerous sharp teeth. Legend has it that she asks potential victims if they think she is attractive. If they respond with no, she will kill you with her scissors. If they say yes, she will take off her mask and reveal that the corners of her mouth are slit from ear to ear. She will then repeat the question. If the individual responds with no the second time, she will kill them with her scissors. And if they say yes, she will cut the corners of their mouth in such a way that it resembles her own disfigurement. It's kind of a lose-lose. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it is said that methods can be used to survive an encounter with Kuche Ono. One includes answering her question by describing her appearance as average, or by distracting her with money and hard, hard candies. Hard candies? Is she you. an old that's lady? How I, that's how you distract me too! Fucking hand me a Werther's, I won't cut your face off. <laughs> Author and folklorist Matthew Meyer has described Kuche Ono legend as having roots dating back to the Japan's Edo period which spanned from the 17th to the 19th century. Damn. She's pretty cool. I know a lot of people have done, like, different movies kind of about her, kind of based on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silent Hill did the the nurses that carry the knives, like the creepy nurses with the masks. Oh, are they based on her? That's Yep, that's based off of... They are literally on. fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. They're, like, the scariest fucking enemy aside from Pyramid Head and all the game series. Honestly, <laughs> like, I think that they're... Like, in the movies, they are scarier than, than oh, Pyramid yeah. Head. 100%. Oh, yeah. Way scarier. They're fucking creepy as fuck. Hell too. yes. God, would they move their... Oh, no. K- kicking bodies, though, right? What? I'm sorry, what? What? Huh? Huh? They'd be staying in shape. Yeah, you're right. Do you think you'd be scared of the slit-faced woman? Are you kidding me? I would shit myself. <laughs> I would just pee right there, and then she'd be like, I don't want any part of this. Oh, you have a pocket full of Werther's? Let's eat them together. Like that's... She's she's a very responsible um, COVID cryptid, though, or whatever you want to call her. Yes. She's wearing a mask. Thank you. Thank you. She wears a mask. She doesn't give a shit. Like, she's all about, like, appearances don't matter. And if they do, I'm going to fucking kill you. Also, give me some hard candies because I'm a badass bitch. <laughs> also, give me some fucking Werther's. Give me some fucking Werther's. This sounds like oh a God. lady I would be friends with. Like, please don't show up at my apartment, though. Like, I will cry. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> All right, Lauren, what's your next one? All right, Robbie, my next urban legend is the Pennyland Slasher. So the Pennyland Amusement Park was once one of the most popular parks in Canada history. However, an accident involving the Ferris wheel, which is like what the the park was really famous for, was this Ferris mm-hmm. wheel, um, injured many people and killed a few. 
was forced, the, the park was forced to shut down. After they made repairs to the Ferris wheel, they reopened, but nobody showed up because of the accident. Because of that, the park had to shut down for good. The remaining rides uh, that were once abandoned left into, uh, fell into disrepair, and years later, the police were called when a dead body was found uh, on the grounds of the park. Because, <clears throat> you know, people in uh, abandoned amusement parks, they're going to go fucking yeah. check it out. Uh, so a vagrant had collapsed and died due to a drug overdose in one of the women's bathrooms. Uh, following the, the police finding the body, they did a routine search of the grounds uh, and found two rotting corpses of two young girls uh, under the Ferris wheel. So not only have there been real bodies found under this Ferris wheel, dead bodies in this actual amusement park that exists, mm -hmm. uh, but the real urban legend is that one night, a teenage boy was passing by the park when he noticed lights on. That's unusual for a, an abandoned amusement park. Curious, he decided to investigate. As he drew closer, a girl suddenly appeared at the window with cuts all over her face, covered in blood. He was about to go inside to help her when a strange man emerged from the doorway. He was carrying a bloody knife. Frightened, he began to back away. The crazed man rushed towards him, and all of a sudden, the lights went out. The building plunged into darkness. Scrambling around, looking for something to defend himself, he picked up a metal pipe. Gripping it tightly, he swung around, ready to fight for his life. Just then, all of the lights came back on, and he was shocked to discover that the man and the girl were gone. All that was left was a bloody handprint on the window. Bloody handprint on the bloody window. Bloody blam blam. A bloody blam blam. Oh my god, a bloody blam blam? A bloody blam blam. Oh my god. Oh man, that's... I'm not going to go there, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, there have been reports of bloody women being seen behind windows of the roller coaster building. Uh, some have seen ballerinas dancing outside. Uh, this spirit is believed to be one of the bodies found under the platform. Uh, in life, the spirit was well known as the Dark Angel. Oh, so Satan. <laughs> yes. Uh, the spirit has no threat to actual people, though, according to witnesses. Oh, okay. Besides people that murdered, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all the dead bodies and, and the bloody, bloody yeah. knife-wielding man and cut-up woman. But uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the urban legend of Pennyland park huh in canada in canada i thought i thought i would squeak out of the u.s for a hot minute go up to canada to one of their scary like urban legends yeah their their scary urban legend is and then they had no poutine that is terrifying and they were out of gravy oh <sighs> my god that's my worst nightmare <laughs> gravy is the best gravy is the best my last urban legend is called the jamenkin or the human-faced dog. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Jimenkin are dogs with human faces that are said to appear at night in Japanese urban areas. They are rumored to be able to run along highways at extremely high speeds, which allows them to overtake cars and then look back at the drivers with their human faces, which is the creepiest fucking thing to think about. <laughs> no, thank you. No fucking thank you. Absolutely not. Jimenkin can talk, but prefer to be left alone. In some stories, which are often presented as comedic, where an individual may encounter a dog rummaging through the garbage, only for the dog to look up, revealing itself as a Jamenkin, 
with its human face and say something like, Hotiote kore, or leave me alone. Explanations for the Jamenkin include that they are genetic experiments, or that the Jamenkin is a ghost of a human who was struck by a car while walking their dog. Would be interesting. You just like fucking combine spirits with your dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Meyer, you want to yeah. combine spirits with me, honey? <laughs> no, he don't want to do that. No, not at all. The concept of dogs with human faces dates back to at least as early as 1810, when a human-faced puppy was reportedly exhibited at a misemono, which is kind of like a pop-up sideshow. Yeah, I would think it's kind of like the Ripley's Believe It or Not of Not Japan. as extreme, but yeah. yeah. Rumors about Jabankin may also have circulated among surfers in the 1950s, which is a random fact. Because they're smoking concept, all the weed, dude. I, in Japan. <laughs> but the modern concept of the legend is first known to have spread across Japan in 1989. Additionally, Jamenkin, or human-faced dogs, have made appearances in various media. A dog with a human face appears in the 1978 American film Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is an amazing horror movie. If I've you never, guys seen, have never it. seen it. I've never it's seen wonderful. it. It's wonderful. You want to review it um, sometime? Yeah, maybe. Great. Uh, Jamenkin is kind of cool. Like The photos are always kind of really fucking creepy. Yeah. But they remind me. Have you ever seen the horror movie The Unborn? I think I made you watch it. If you did, I don't remember. It's about a Jewish demon called a devok, but there is one scene where there's this dog that keeps reappearing, and it has an upside-down head. You never made me watch that, because I would remember oh, that. It's so fucking creepy, and it's, it kind of reminds me of this. The Yemenkin kind of reminds me of that, but with a human face. Instead. That's fucking terrifying. Isn't Anything awesome? that, like, interbreeds, like, human and animals, I'm just not <laughs> about. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> All right, Lauren, what is your last urban legend? Uh, well, Robbie, I I think I'm going to let you decide what my last urban legend is. Um, I have a list of urban legends by state. So pick a state and we'll find out what the urban legend is. <laughs> New Mexico. New Mexico. All right. Hold, please. Hopefully it's not a long one. <laughs> uh, it's the Chupacabra. Do you want to do the Chupacabra? Yeah, fuck yeah. All right. Just keep it. Here we go. Uh, it's very short, so cool. it'll be fine. <clears throat> New Mexico, the Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Put simply, it's a rabid beast that may or may not be the size of a bear, but definitely has spikes in its back and glowing eyes. It can fly if it wants, but it will definitely suck the blood out of your pets and family. A ton Fuck of yes. <laughs> Sorry. So metal. It's... So metal. Did you know so that metal. Post Malone uh, was like, do you know who Post Malone is? Yes, okay. unfortunately. Do you know that before he became a rapper, he actually like auditioned for a metal band, like a guitarist? Was he a Chupacabra? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But he auditioned for a metal band. The only reason he didn't make it was because the strings broke on his guitar. Huh. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, a ton of people think that it's real and it's almost scarier where did it come from anyone who grew up in the southwest knows about the legend of the chupacabra down there it is as big as bigfoot even people can't agree on what it looks like exactly the first sighting air quote sighting yeah. happened in 1995 in puerto rico and eyewitnesses air quotes uh oh accounts of the goat sucker have been steadily troped across central america reaching a heat in Mexico and the Southwest over the past two decades. Does that sentence make sense? Yeah, just go with it. All right. 
New Mexico, in particular, has been the source of the notable chupacabra sightings. As recently as this summer, and I have no idea when this was written, uh, the treasure hunter, a treasure hunter claimed he found a genuine chupacabra skull in Las Vegas. That's all that there was about the chupacabra on this one particular article. So again, very short, chupacabra goat sucker. Next to Bigfoot, Chupacabra is probably one of my favorites. It's like Chupacabra and Mothman are like right up there. Mothman's great. Big fan of Mothman. Mothman is This right here, that's a print. That's a print of Mothman. That is a print of the Mothman. Thanks, uh, thanks, a noble podcast. Appreciate you. So we told you some of our new and interesting, some of these urban legends I had never heard of before. I've never heard of any of mine. Yeah, except Chupacabra. Well, yeah. Uh, Let us know what your favorite urban legend is, or maybe you have an urban legend from where you're from that you want us to talk about. And we will gladly do that. Gladly. Gladly. So before we go, we're going to rate our beers real quick. I drank Alter Your Beast from Kettlehead Brewing in Tilton, New Hampshire. It is an IPA. It is amazing. It is one of my favorite beers of all time right now. Wow. I'd have to give it... If we have to stick to our scale, the untapped scale, I'd give it a 4.75. Holy shit. But if it's my personal, like a 4.85. But you can't put that in the app. But ah, fuck on tab four eight five. So four eight five. It is so good. It is just. It is perfect. It's right up there with Heady Topper, Focal Banger. Oh, I love Focal Banger. Some other. I know there's some other beers I've rated pretty high like that. But yeah, it's. Please find it. Do yourself a favor. Do it. Do it. Where's uh? They're Do in now. Tilton, right? Yep, Tilton. Also, if you ever find yourself in Tilton. 100% go to Kettlehead because their food is also fucking delicious. Yeah. I have some friends that live up there, so uh, I like to go up and visit. Not during the pandemic. Okay, I <laughs> I drank PM Dawn from Trillium <clears throat> Brewing in Massachusetts. I don't fucking, I don't know. They have all sorts of breweries all over there. Yeah. Um, this one came from Congress Street in Boston. It was an American stout with cold brew coffee at 9%. And it was smooth and delicious. And it's probably one of my favorite stouts. So I'm going to rate it a four. Yeah, I I agree. I kind of want to rate that right now because I don't think I'll have it on the podcast because you just did it. I give it like a four two five. It yeah. is it is so good. It it's is so good. It's delicious. It has a little bit of um, like a metallic-y taste to it. Uh which I which has been in the other beer, and I don't know if it's just like metallicy to me, but that's the only reason yeah. I wouldn't rate it higher. But it is literally just like the smoothest, so good. like stout ever. It's yeah. so fucking good. If you can find so it, funny. get it. And if you find the peanut butter one, send one to me, please. <laughs> well, that just about wraps it up for this episode. You can find the brew interviews on our Instagram account at the brew interviews or on Twitter at brew interviews you can also send us an email at the brew interviews at gmail.com and tell us about your favorite urban legends or on facebook under the brew interviews and if you feel so inclined you can head over to our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the brew interviews and become part of the brew interviews family just like these people hillary mitch steph karen danny jess and the wreck my podcast crew thank you very much for supporting the show also be sure to rate review and subscribe it really helps us out And I would like to thank our sponsor, adamandeve.com. And be sure to go to the website and use our promo code BREW4U. That's BREW4, the number 4U. And get 50% off almost any one item. And when you do, you also get 10 free, free special gifts. Free, free. 
So what are you waiting for? It helps us out and it helps out your love life. For the Brew Interviews, I'm Robbie. And I'm Lauren. Good night. Good night. This has been the Brew Interviews, a podcast about craft beers coast to coast with Lauren and Robbie. Give me some fucking worthies.